everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where we are gearing up for the big Kosher Halftime Show 2018 announcement. I've got to be honest, folks, this one is a doozy. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before the live lunch. Who do I see behind the board? It would be the pride of Houston if he had two working legs. Yoni Pollock, how are you today? I'm doing good. You know, I always wondered, you start the show the same way. Yeah. Like, what, if you had any other titles, it just keep going and go like, blogger, writer, like... Well, the truth of the matter is I should probably take blogger and writer out because I haven't point. written or blogged in forever <laughs> and a day and my entire life is consumed by being general manager. But I could say wife, mother, and general manager right. here at the Nahum Single Network. Um, anyway, just a thought. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I did used to have one other thing up there. Like a few years ago? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. And then it was like totally, totally ridiculous. Um, How are the knees feeling? Uh, One knee is good. The other one's getting better. It's getting there. It's it's progressing. It's progressing, yeah. So I would ask my grandparents, you know, with weather like this, so how's the weather holding up with the knees? How's the weather? Yeah, Yeah, now you got to do it to me, right? Yeah. It's funny, you ask me more than my parents. Hmm, look at oh, that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Rough subject. I spoke to them before last job, and, and I was like, do you guys want to ask me something? They're like, what are you talking about? I was like, remember my knee? And my mom's like, oh, my. And then, oh, how's the knee? How's right. the knee? Then that? they feel bad. Now yeah. you're guilting your parents into feeling bad. Well, yeah. That's yeah. really nice. They're not old enough to forget these things. No. Not yet. Certainly not. But, you know, this is what happens when you move out of the house. Everybody forgets about you. That's true. Right. Just want to make that. Felt that a long time ago. Every time my <laughs> oldest comes back, right. you know, comes home and whatever and says like, why is your stuff in my room to whatever other child it is? They're like, you don't live here anymore. Now it's a gym. Right. Exactly. Now it's my bathroom. Yeah. Now it's my this and somebody, yeah, whatever. Anyway, you know what it's like. Totally. You know what it's like. Um, so I, I just want to note because it's crazy that after so many years, so many years, this place has closed. But Hapina, the restaurant in Cedarhurst on Cedarhurst Avenue, closed its doors after what I think they said was 28 years. Frankly, it's the end of an era. I thought that when the King David Deli on uh, Central Avenue closed, that that was the end of an era. But for some reason or other, this one is striking me more. So shout out to everybody from Hapina. Um, thank you for many, many years in the five towns. That's for sure. That is for sure. And actually, it seems that they didn't even make a formal announcement, but they just uh, let the people who had bought Groupons know that their Groupon would not be honored, but would be reimbursed. But anyway, end of an era. And Yoni, I just want to tell you something. Yesterday morning, I woke up, and of course, yeah, I'm not sure what everybody else does when they first wake up, but of course- Modani. After Modani, I check Twitter. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's a normal I'm, reaction. I'm actually kind of with you there. Right. Too. Okay, good. I yeah. check it for sports. I think you check it for other things. Yeah, so. I don't check it for sports at all. But anyway, so Betty White was trending yesterday. Oh, why? Okay, right. So you hear Betty White is trending, and all of a sudden you become panicked at 5 o'clock that's, in the morning. That's fair. Right. You become panicked, and then all of a sudden you go, and it's Betty White's birthday. Oh. And you look at the tweets, and everybody's going, no, she's fine. No, she's fine. Like, Happy and, B-Day. Right. And then somebody else writes, if you're going to make Betty White be trending on Twitter, at least say it's her birthday. No, she's not dead. She's alive. And knowing her, I mean, not that, not that I know her personally, but because of her sense of humor and her great spirit, she probably would then tweet out something like, Nope, still here folks. (laughs) Still here. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Anyway, today is uh, Winnie the Pooh day. Nice. Yes. Were, were you a Winnie the Pooh fan? No, I was not. I'm not sure. Though when the game times up, I had Tigger the Tigger as my uh, one of the clues. Do you know the game times up? No, I don't know what you're talking don't about. Don't worry about it. Anyway, continue. I don't even know <laughs> what you're talking about. Um, it's also get to know your customers' day, which I 
have to say this week we've had a lot of, which has been nice. And it's Thesaurus Day. You know what else is today? No. No, you don't remember? I think it was a year ago today. Is it Avrami's birthday? Tomorrow. Okay, hey! No. Oh, no. A year ago today, tomorrow? Do you know where I was? A year ago today, tomorrow? Yeah. I don't even know what that sentence means. I don't think you can do that to the English language. I just did, but... Okay. No, I don't... It was in L.A. Oh, my gosh. Already? Yeah. Right? (laughs) Already. Well, Are you I mean, serious? Yeah. You recorded. Actually, my mom reminded me. You of recorded. That. You know, she didn't remember that you hurt your knee, but <laughs> right. she remember, you recorded Wheel of Fortune a year ago. Tomorrow. Yep. Wow. How's that? It's time flying. There it was. It's not a holiday. It's no, weird. it's not a holiday, and frankly, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but I had just heard the other day from my sister-in-law that this from this from I don't want to call her a girl because she was only a from girl when she was in my class 400 years ago but this from woman originally from the five towns won major on prices right two weeks ago something like last week or two weeks ago she won the final showcase and the whole nine yards yeah Valerie Goldblatt who's now Valerie Frankel um yeah seems that she won big time won the car won the trip YouTube yeah, exactly. Maybe she needs a companion for the trip. Mm. Me, not you. Oh, Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Anyway, um, you're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Single Network. My guest this morning is someone that I, I would imagine everyone is familiar with, but they probably don't even know why. Because she is the woman who founded Humans of Judaism. Nikki Schreiber joins us. She founded Humans of Judaism in 2014. It has grown, and honestly, it's unbelievable, into one of the leading Jewish media influencer brands around the world. Without, without exception. The idea was to share positive within our community, showing the human side of Jews from around the world. And now with over 100,000 Facebook followers and 100,000 Instagram followers, Humans of Judaism is widely held as the Jewish page to follow. Nikki, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. I uh, I'm very interested in that Price is Right story you guys were just talking about. How oh, that one. Fantastic. Yeah, that, that was. I mean, yeah. Frankly, you should know about that. <laughs> I should know about that. Right. We'll have to. We'll have to do that. We'll have to do that off air. And I'm sure you had a whole thing on Yoni when he won Wheel of Fortune. Of course. Obviously, uh, you know it was. Uh, it's. Uh, it's a year ago, today, tomorrow, or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Well done. The fact that you just got that is is stunning. Yes, I'm sure that the Humans of Judaism was blowing up a year ago when, Absolutely. Uh, yes, when Yoni won. What? Yeah. Oh, right. And uh, what's his name on Jeopardy? Uh, Palay. Palay. Yeah. Natanel Palay. Yeah, but uh, these... Yes, yes. Right, but these are, I mean, these are funny little moments that happen in in life that we don't necessarily get to enjoy but they almost like typify certain things that you that humans of Judaism tries to do meaning showing like you know inspirational moments uh, you know I'm almost gonna I, I mean Yoni the fact that I'm using you and Gal Gadot in the same sentence is a little bit something but it was almost like the feeling that I had when watching Wonder Woman for the first time and taking my kids to the movie, seeing Gal Gadot on screen was an overwhelming, tremendous amount of pride. And so you have these moments with, with Jewish people who are involved in just either everyday things or wonderful things, but just showing, again, this human side, this warmth um, of Judaism. And and it's it's basically, you know, transcribed or, or comes out in, in, in your venture. Absolutely. And I think what you were saying was, was really spot on. There's a kinship. There's something to be said when you see someone, you're like, oh, does someone I know know him? I mean, the six degrees of uh, right. Jewish geography, I guess. Um, and there's just this 
this pride, you just want to cheer them on. Like, that could be my sister. That could be my cousin. And um, we all just want to support whatever one another is doing, uh, I think, as a community, or we should. No, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. There are so many things that have the opportunity to divide us, unfortunately, that we have Absolutely. that... Um, conversely, things like Humans of Judaism, which to me is one of the best examples of what social media is out there to do, and one of the wonderful, wonderful elements of the internet, that we have these opportunities to say, you know, take a step back, put your hate on hold, and look <laughs> at this, because this is great, and this is what we're really about. Do you find that you that that your reactions in general or reactions in general to your posts are always positive or there's always someone there who'll be like, you know, this isn't great. There's always a naysayer. There's always a naysayer. I very often use the example. I can post the picture of a beautiful sunset and there's going to be somebody who's going to comment. Ultimately, you do know that the sun can cause skin cancer. Oh, love it. So there's (laughs) there's always a naysayer. Um, But I look at it as a percent. Um, You know, I would say about one to two percent negative potentially comes in um, per post. But when, you know, I've been around for a couple of years now, um, the tone is set, the environment is clear. Um, and uh, I monitor things. I like to maintain that positive environment because I feel negativity can be infectious. Right. And um, it, it's overwhelmingly positive. It, it just completely helps me forget about those small negatives because there's always going to be a negative comment. You can't expect 100%. Um, but I think people really just receive the stories with open arms and enthusiasm and pride. Right. How How is it that you established that culture? You know, there was no intention to create this page um, to which the model had really become. Um, I started the page as a passion project, really. Um, so I really just didn't have any rules. Um, and I was just kind of tooling, you know, just retooling things and trying to figure out what works. And I just started putting out just continued positive content. I mean, I started the page when I was in the year of mourning for my father who had passed away suddenly. And I really just needed to do something special in his memory. And uh, one of the things that he liked that I was working on was a previous project also in someone's memory online. He was just so proud of it. So clearly I had to uh, develop something uh, for my father. And I just felt we need a fully positive environment to highlight the good stuff that we do. And, um, once it just started having its organic uh, response, uh, you just kind of ride that wave. And you're like, wow, people are really enjoying seeing the positives. Let's keep this going. And it just really has gone so much further than I could have expected. And and are you still surprised? I mean, you're almost four years in. Are you still surprised at the reaction that you're getting? I am absolutely surprised. I, I It just, it, the novelty never wears off. The enthusiasm for each post, um, very often I'm, speaking directly to the person that's actually being featured um, and trying to give its, you know, uh, present things in its most authentic way. And the enthusiasm and just, and the cheerleaders of people's friends and family, it just always is exciting. And things definitely just continue to get interesting. I mean, even last week, um, Jerry Seinfeld retweeted and reposted something from Humans of Judaism on his Facebook page um, about a trip to Israel, a post that I did about him. And that, can never be right. tired. No, no, so for sure. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that and that you had posted it, when I saw that, I, I mean, not silently, I was very loudly cheering at home <laughs> <laughs> on your behalf because that's it. Like, you know, we, we, there's, there is a lot to be 
anxious about, to be angry about. There's plenty of room for, unfortunately, for, for valid hostility in this world. But when you have something that is innately positive, when you have something whose only purpose is to spread good cheer, so to speak, you mm-hmm. can't you can't be that hater. You can't be that guy. There's just there's no room for you and it has to almost reassure you that there is that goodness out there. People are looking for goodness. Absolutely. And I really just feel like the it just continues to snowball and grow. And then people tag someone and then they find it and they're like, Wow, what is this? What is this page? And um it really just continues to motivate. You just keep doing it. Um people are counting on you. And um the comments just continue to just absolutely overwhelm just how wonderful people seem to react and respond to the page. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Nikki Schreiber joins us. She is the founder of Humans of Judaism, Humans of Judaism being the unbelievable social media site with over 100,000 Facebook followers, 100,000 Instagram followers. When did you know you had made it? Um, you know, it was interesting because during that summer, when the page started in June of 2014, and it absolutely just, uh, the juxtaposition of the start of the page as well as um, the, uh, the kidnapping of the three boys, Ayal, Gilad, and Naftali in Israel, and the fo- and follow-up with Operation Protective Edge. It was a very emotional summer, uh, to say the least. I'm sure everyone remembers that summer. And I think that because it just coincided and people were really looking for that, something positive, something not, you know, it was so easy to indulge in, in, in what was going on. And I think people just needed to fo- to focus on something good. And within, like, by the end of the summer, I mean, it already had 10,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. Um, so that really was like, okay, something's happening here. <laughs> um, and then just, you know, just as people reached out, as, I, you know, when I see certain uh, organizations that I'm, I'm a huge fan of or, or just even celebrities that I would just never think of start to follow the page and interact, it's, it just, that was... You know, that's when it just continues to validate. But I would definitely say it was after the summer was kind of that milestone of, you know, it's not so quick to get 10,000 followers. And it it really happened just over that summer and just went from there. And besides the Seinfeld post, because obviously that is in a class by itself, that is in the Hall of Fame, even (laughs) without having to do anything else. Before the Jerry Seinfeld post, what was your favorite post? My favorite post, it's actually very interesting. It's uh, to date, it is my most viral post. Um, it violated every rule that I knew about viral posts. It was posted in, ja- in June of 2016, and it only really took off uh, last year, December, January, uh, exactly a year ago. Um, and um, it was a four-minute video of an older woman speaking, all in French. It was subtitled, and she was talking about an experience in the Holocaust with a piece of chocolate. So you would think, like, this is not the typical video that really gets traction. It's since had over 20 million views, wow. and it just continues to go and go. And, every, and it's just to continue the legacy of that story and to just see it just circulating around the Internet, it's just very, very much the summary of it all. Wow. Yeah. So that was, that was an exciting moment. And it actually also was an interesting moment because, January was a very pivotal time. Uh, times are changing. The page is very apolitical, but you have to be sensitive to the times, and things were changing, and this post came out and started getting a lot of followers from, you know, 20 million shares, and started getting different followers. And it's nice to see the diversity on mm-hmm. the page and the common bond of just liking a picture of a woman 
lighting shops candles. It's universal. Right. And to continue to see that grow and expand um, and just the different people who are following, it just really um, kind of encompasses the entire goal. It's just everybody should feel welcome. And so, they do. so because I'm such a nerd, um, the, <laughs> the back end, the backstory, how the, the process begins is always something that, that I find interesting. So somebody sends you a post. What are the rules, so to speak? And I'm, I'm saying rules in quotation marks. But what okay. are the parameters for having a post accepted by Humans of Judaism? So um, one of the things that um, I've kept up is I keep it exclusive with uh, it's limited to certain brands and organizations and not every single post makes it. Um, But I really do review every single thing and everything that's sent in is always very well intended. And the majority of it is pretty much shared. Uh, A lot of times I'll either see something and scatter that and I'll ask them and I'll really maintain the same caption that the writer actually posted it in, in order to keep it very organic and, you know, say it in the voice of the person who is telling the story. Um, But when people reach out to the page, it's very often someone who's seen a recent post and will kind of adapt it for that. If I posted a fill-in picture in somewhere exotic, as I did in the last few days, you start getting pictures of people and fill-in in different locations. Um, The parameters are just very direct. Just send me your story, and if there's anything to correct, I'll, I'll communicate about it. But I really think that for the most part, people know what they're doing when they send it in, and uh, they know what the page is looking for. And, and ha- it's just wonderful to see everybody really engage in the culture of it. And have you ever had to take one down? Um, uh, I think I've had, I can probably count on one hand in these many years, and it's always been for sort of personal reasons. Somebody well-intended, uh, and I've gotten all the permissions covered. <laughs> um, I'm very, I try to be very meticulous about that. And then later, like a few days later, somebody in the photo had a change of heart and will remove the photo, uh, of course. Um, but never anything too scandalous. Uh, I am, after all, human. So I could make mistakes. Um, but for the most part, it's just, you know, I do also feel very embraced by the following. Mm, so nice. um, people will also, you know, if there's a correction, if there's a mistake, I mean, within 20 minutes, someone, someone, in, someone who knows you that, you know, will, will get in touch with me to correct something. And it's always feels, I always thank everyone because it's not anyone supervising me. It truly feels like everyone's contributing. Everybody's just trying to help and make, you know, just maintain the standard. So I guess you're one of those people, and this I completely appreciate, that could not be more appreciative to God for establishing Shabbos and making oh us... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, you know, I, I, I speak about it all the time because remember when you were a little kid and, uh, you know, the Shabbos was later and your favorite show was on or something, sure. uh, you know, and it was like, oh, you're looking at the clock. And <laughs> and it, I, I genuinely, I that shut off. I, uh, it's like literally hitting a brick wall. And, I, and now instead of that little kid, it's the reverse. I literally look at the clock and I count it down in the reverse. I'm like, only five more minutes left. Are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> right. Because then you know you're addicted because we're all addicted to our phones and we're all addicted to social media. And uh, and it, it has its pluses and its minuses. I mean, obviously for you, it's a plus. But then there is that minus. A three-day yuntif of, uh, for, for humans of Judaism has got to be you know, take some retooling afterwards. I'm sure that there are plenty of people who, if even if it isn't a three-day hog, they, if you if you lag, let's say it's been two days since you posted something, I'm sure you get comments. Where have you been? Uh, actually, believe it or not, um, first of all, three-day this is life. Uh, <laughs> it's the first time I've, I thought I would ever say that. <laughs> you know, we're all trying to move to Israel and, and, and squeeze down those days, of course. But 
No, I love a three-day on discount. So it's my funny. vacation. Um, <laughs> I don't really need to, because it's really the most authentic vacation. Right, 100%. <laughs> start forced to have respite and unplug. But um, right. I don't really... Um, I don't really get those comments. It's actually interesting. Sometimes when I'll be lagging on a story and I haven't, you know, it's like 24 hours, I try to get something up within tw- every 24 hours. Um, and it'll be later and I'll still see people following, people engaging. I'm like, oh, can I take a day off? This is mm-hmm. great. <laughs> so luckily it doesn't seem to have that. Uh, it doesn't seem to have that response. I guess people no, it's it's so that sometimes dicey. People really know Passover, they give it a, a pass. Got it. But, um, but yeah. Where do you see the brand going? I mean, it really is a brand, and I'm not just saying that because your, you know, your email address, you know, because Humans of Judaism is a is um, it's not an is an LLC or an LLP. It's an LLC, right? So it's an LLC. It is an, it is no longer a little hobby. It is no longer a little project. It is it's an entity. It is a brand. So where do you see the brand going? Oh, absolutely. It's um, it started off as that passion project, but as I always tell everybody. My father was an accountant, so he would definitely want me to monetize. <laughs> so, um, so you know, there so many projects also just come up and present themselves. Uh, what I'd like to do, one of the things I'm working on now uh, very directly, is I want to translate that um, success of the positivity on social media for our community and try to also deliver that as well um, on the Internet. Uh, it's a very dicey place, the Internet, and you can Google any of the words within the community, and whatever comes up is what comes up. And um, I'm hoping to start tackling that as well and filling up our spaces with the more of the positive um, and just less of that negative space. No, I refer. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I refer to the Internet as the Wild West. You never, you never know what's out there. You never know what's turning around the next corner. You have to keep your, your wits about you. And um, I remember when my parents... My parents took out Facebook pages individually, and I explained to them that social media was like a loaded gun. You should not be around it unless you know how to handle it respectfully. And it's, it's you know, I'm saying it semi-tongue-in-cheek, but really there is a tremendous amount of responsibility when posting something on the internet, when sharing something in social media. And it's it's clear that you not only understand the, the responsibility, but you appreciate the gravity of the responsibility. And so you're methodical, and so you're you know you're diligent in your research and making sure everything is accurate etc but but again like yeah sharing that positivity you would think that there would only be positive response but yet because it is the internet and there are no rules you really still have to keep your wits about you absolutely and one of the things i also um in addition to just uh adding positivity to our news feeds is i also try to like Set the example, lead by example. I know the responsibility I bear. I always just basically say, I just work here. And, you know, when you're representing, I don't have a page that's, uh, you know, where I'm selling T-shirts. It's a page that's representing our very beloved community. And I really consider it a proverbial keepa. You know, you, when you wear that, you have to take that responsibility to um, walk around uh, and be respectful and represent it. And with Humans of Judaism, I understand that I carry that responsibility, not just for myself, the community. And in my father's memory, I work really hard to keep those standards up. And one of the things that I also pride myself on is people work really hard. People Mm. are taking pictures. People go places. They'll bake things. They'll make things. Whatever gets posted, I'm very diligent on on crediting those who contributed, um, tagging people. It's so meaningful to everyone, and it's, it's really just the right thing to do. And I found that as I've done that more, I see it more. 
And I like to think that it's just setting standards and just doing how, you know, doing what you want to see done, just do it and the rest will follow. Hmm. Wow. It sounds so easy, but you have so the drive to do it that that's really what makes everything tick. Nikki Schreiber from Humans of Judaism. If you don't follow her, I don't know what you're doing with your time. You're clearly not spending it well, but you can find them on Facebook. You can find them on, I mean, there's nowhere that Nikki is not uh, accessible. There's, of course, on Facebook, there's Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and Tumblr. I didn't know anybody was on Tumblr anymore, but I guess you guys are the ones who are holding the fort. Absolutely. I have to, I started getting quite a following recently, so it's been interesting, but it's a it's all different spaces, different environments, right. people looking for the content and putting it out there. Right. But of course, you can go to humansofjudaism.com and learn more about it. Nikki, a pleasure to have you on. You have to share content with us. So keep my number and totally be in touch. Love to have you back on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. So much going on after the conclusion of this show. Right after That's Life, it's the live lunch. Nahum is on his way back from California. That is correct. So stay right here as the inmates take over cell block B. That is correct. Yoni and I will be sitting in for Nahum. Who knows what might happen? Who knows who may call in right here on the Nahum Siegel Network? And then the afternoon continues with a full afternoon of programming, including Throwback Thursday at 1 p.m. and the encore of JM Rewind at 4 p.m. Of course, the Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zamek at 7 p.m. is brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Tomorrow morning, join Nachum as he hosts JM the AM, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And at the conclusion of JM the AM, join Naomi for an all-new Table for Two starting at 9 a.m. And then the encore presentation of Thursday night's Kedem Arab Shabbos show starts at 10 a.m. and then is followed by the Arab Shabbos music mix, also brought to you by Kedem until candlelighting here in the New York area. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this month's Shabbos, 9 p.m. Matis hosts JM Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, Sunday morning. And don't forget, this Monday's JM and the AM as Nahum announces this lineup, the lineup for this year's Kosher Halftime Show. Don't miss a minute of it. We're closing, as you can hear, with Ani Yisrael by Gershon Varoba. I just wanted that that escalation of the music. I wanted that music to like, you know, come to life there. That's our tribute to humans of Judaism. That's life, everybody. Bye guys.